recovery in developing Asia could follow a traditional growth path that relies on carbon and resource-intensive production. By contrast, the transition to a circular economy could deliver greener and more enduring post-pandemic growth in the region. In this podcast, ADBI's Linda Arthur and Derek Hondo describe the prospects for achieving such a breakthrough and associated principles and policy priorities. Hi, Linda and Derek. Thanks for joining Asia's Developing Future. To begin, can you briefly explain the concept of circular economy? Right. So the concept of circular economy has been around for a long time, though only fairly recently has the term gained traction. So there are three types of models that fall under the circular economy concept. Uh, The first one is slowing flows. So this means extending the use of products. And we have narrowing flows, which constitutes changing utilization patterns through adoption of new business models. And then finally, creating loops and additional life cycles for products. This is kind of similar to three R's. So repairing, reusing, remanufacturing, and recycling of goods. So transitioning to a circular economy is a systematic shift, uh, which supports a sustainable and resilient economic growth that can provide new business opportunities and promote innovation, all while providing environmental and social benefits. So lastly, I would like to emphasize that a circular economy addresses at least 11 of the 17 SDGs. And now as we search for innovative solutions to support recovery from COVID-19 and how to build back smarter and stronger, these principles check a lot of the bosses and should definitely be prioritized and incorporated into policies and business models. How will economies need to change to effectively transition to a circular economy and realize its benefits? Traditionally, uh, this linear consumption model follows three steps. Take, the means extracting natural and virgin materials. From there, it's make, manufacturing goods and products. And then finally, after being used, thrown out for disposal, which poses significant threats to our fragile ecosystems. So on the other hand, circular economy aims to bring together the push for economic activity and growth with rebuilding our natural ecosystems. So in order to achieve this, keeping products and materials in use is key. I should also note that it's important not to confuse circular economy with the three R's, reduce, reuse, recycle, or solid waste management. Even though these are vital components of circular economy, it's not the same thing repackaged. While natural ecosystems have their own circularity to them, humans have been accustomed to this take, make, dispose, a linear model, generates enormous amounts of waste and pollution, and further depletes our natural resources. Are there any sectors that have successfully incorporated circular economy principles in Asia? There are many examples from a wide range of sectors that incorporate circular economy principles, such as plastics, food, fashion, electronics, appliances, and even cars. Let's take a quick look at food, where there are a lot of opportunities for a circular economy to help with reducing waste, keeping materials in use, and slowing down flows, and even regenerating natural systems. So let me briefly explain these three. So first, uh, reducing waste. This can be done through matching supply with fluctuating demands. Stores and businesses should be held accountable for their waste. And they can also discount soon-to-be expired food and utilize expired foods or ingredients in in in-store restaurants. Governments should also develop 
develop policies that allow for redistribution of excess food and promote the use of edible food that might not be necessarily considered aesthetically pleasing. So second point, keeping materials in use. Uh, by this, I mean looping back organic waste into being utilized for organic fertilizers, energy recapture through methane fermentation, and using food waste for upcycling to be used as packaging materials, furniture, and even clothing. And then the third point, regeneration of natural systems. So this can be done through managed grazing, regenerative crops. And here it's important to bring together suppliers or farmers with purchasers and you know businesses who use the crops for better food and food products so they can shift their demand based on what is best for the ecosystem. So here you have three ways in which circular economy principles can be applied to the food industry. And it has already been adopted in many municipalities and businesses to some extent, even within Asia. But it's a matter of scaling up as we move forward. Can you talk about sectors in Asia where circular economy principles and practices have not yet taken hold? I think the infrastructure sector is probably one of the most urgent in which to focus on circular economy principles. Uh, it's estimated that production of the most commonly used construction materials for infrastructure, cement, steel, plastic, and aluminum, accounts for approximately 12 to 15 percent of global emissions. And this is particularly important for developing Asia, where ADB estimates that the cost of critical infrastructure alone is in the neighborhood of 1.5 trillion U.S. dollars per year. Also, ADB forecasts that in 2025, 21 out of 37 of the world's megacities, and these are cities with 10 million or more people, will likely be in the Asia and Pacific region. And it's these megacities that are really driving the bulk of world demand for new infrastructure. So for these reasons, it's really imperative for the consumer construction industry to embrace circular economy principles by focusing on reducing the amount of extraction and manufacturing required for infrastructure. How can the infrastructure sector and governments take the circular economy forward? The starting point, I would say, is better design, which focuses on improving the durability of infrastructure, thereby keeping materials in the system for longer. Also, designing infrastructure with end-of-life in mind so that components can be dismantled rather than demolished. And this requires more modular design and less mixing of materials. Also, the infrastructure sector should replace high-carbon materials for low-carbon ones. Uh, and this can be done by prioritizing the use of recycled or remanufactured materials where possible from the secondary materials market and by utilizing innovative low carbon materials such as green steel, which uses hydrogen power in the manufacturing process. And there are also alternative green cement products, which have a significantly lower carbon footprint. So governments need to support innovation in infrastructure, both in terms of circular design and alternative low-carbon materials. Developing countries may need to look toward other countries that have innovated in this space and adapt circular innovation to their own country context. What are some key obstacles to the region's circular economy transition in infrastructure? Regarding the need for better designed and longer-lasting infrastructure, 
The biggest problem for developing countries is weak regulation in the sector, particularly for residential or factory buildings contracted and built in the informal sector. And this will continue to be a challenge in Asia, particularly in emerging economies with rapidly expanding urban populations. So governments need to address infrastructure governance to ensure longer asset lifespans, as well as to realize the potential of material reuse. For secondary materials, the biggest obstacle for low-income countries is that the amount of building material stocks for reuse is quite low, probably five to ten times lower than in developed economies. So this points to the necessity of establishing trade links, perhaps on a regional basis, to support the market for secondary materials and establish flows of such materials to emerging economies. Also, to verify the origins of materials, data and monitoring systems will be essential. And we're already seeing the use of digital material passports in Europe, which contain comprehensive information about the origin and composition of building materials and components. And these digital passports will be key for creating more circularity and in infrastructure because they can increase the likelihood of deconstruction and retaining the value of component materials and parts rather than demolishing into unusable waste. To wrap up, how can governments in developing Asia support circular economy-oriented business models? There does seem to be growing investor and public interest in sustainability and sustainable business models. For example, one of the largest investment firms in the world, BlackRock, has a circular economy fund, which does quite well. While this bodes well for the future of circular economy, the current reality is that governments need to actively support circular economy ventures, just as they've done in the past with green technology startups. Because at the moment, the process of remanufacturing or repurposing reuse of materials may be more expensive than using new materials. Uh, so market failure is a major obstacle. Leveling the playing field requires governments to price in the negative externalities of linear business models by taxation or by subsidizing circular business activities. Also, as mentioned previously, governments need to spur innovation that could assist the growth of circular economy. So, for example, platform technology can match supply and demand for residual waste streams and secondary products, which ultimately reduces information costs. So to conclude, I'd say that a fundamental decoupling of economic growth from resource use, which really lies at the heart of circular economy, will require different ways of doing business, different financing approaches, and a different mindset that recognizes the inherent risk of linear activities and the environmental and economic opportunities of circular alternatives. This has been Asia's Developing Future, brought to you by the Asian Development Bank Institute. For more information about us, visit adbi.org.